and welcome to Inspiring Women Leaders, the podcast about leadership by women only, from which everyone can learn. Inspiring Women Leaders aims to showcase the extensive leadership knowledge and practical skills of its incredible guests, and to both inspire and educate its listeners, helping them acquire the know-how necessary to become better leaders themselves. Without further ado, I'd now like to welcome my guest. So please, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Inspiring Women Leaders. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Inspiring Women Leaders. Today, I'm really excited to welcome to the show my friend, fellow physician, and inspirational leader, Dr. Shola Ezekoli. Dr. Shola wears many hats. She is a triple licensed internal medicine doctor, professional coach, speaker, author, and the founder and CEO of Balance with Dr. Shola LLC and the Physician Heal Yourself brand. With over 20 years of clinical experience, Dr. Shola has a deep understanding of the challenges of being a career woman, especially in high stress fields such as medicine. Dr. Shola is known for her vibrant personality and innovative approach in her talks, where she passionately empowers people to create lives of more wealth, autonomy, freedom, and fun. She is an in-demand speaker who educates, motivates, and inspires her audiences, both nationally and internationally, at different conferences, organizations, and events. As a successful self-published author of several books, including Physician Heal Yourself, 10 Remedies for a Complete Life Makeover for Doctors. Dr. Shola has been featured in prestigious online publications such as HuffPost and BlackDoctor.org. Dr. Shola's unique global perspective, having been born in the UK, raised in Nigeria, currently living in the USA and being a well-travelled citizen of the world, adds depth to her talks. These talks are witty and practical with an effective use of stories, anecdotes, and metaphors, leaving a powerful motivation for her audience to show up as their authentic selves. What an incredible mission. And I think it's fair to say that Shola is leading the way with inspiration. And I'd like just to do something a little bit different now. I'd like to share how she first inspired me back in January by reading out a really wise post that she wrote, which impacted me so much. as a father of two young girls. This is a Dr. Shola Ezekoli original piece. Be careful what narratives you allow the world to feed your children, especially your daughters. This is why it's good to learn different perspectives and views from different people groups. For example, growing up, I never heard the narrative that men are logical and women are emotional. I only heard it when I came to the US. Logic. I'm one of those people that logic and counterpoint that can logic and counterpoint you to death. My own father. <laughs> my own. Remind me not to get into an argument with you. My own father was very proud of my ability to argue and debate. If I'd grown up believing that I wasn't logical, because you're a girl, even though I'm one of the most logical people I know. I would have very little trust in my own logic and ability for analytical discourse. Women are logical, of course, just as men are emotional. Case in point, murdering someone for not sleeping with you is not logical and buying a Rolex watch is an emotional purchase. Both genders combine emotion and logic all the time. 
But this false dichotomy of emotion versus logic, women versus men, hurts both sexes. If a man is conditioned to think, I'm always rational and logical, he becomes blind to his own emotional excesses. If a woman is conditioned to think, I'm always emotional, and this is typically paraded as a negative thing, then she constantly second guesses her own logic. Therefore, interrogate the narratives that you hear, especially when they don't line up with your inner experience. I just think that is absolutely wonderful. So wise. And, and you know, quite co comedic at, at times. Uh, you were laughing at your own work, which is great. <laughs> it's wonderful, honestly. And um, I, I just, yeah, he, yeah, really did. It jumped out at me. And I thought, I need, I need to speak to this woman. I need her in my life. And I need her on my show. And I think I texted you pretty quickly and said, uh, yeah. Fancy, fancy coming on the show? Yes. So and then I was like, "Oh my goodness! Look, Adam Harrison like my post." <laughs> you give that, you give that far too much uh, credibility. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> Without further ado, let's let's meet you, Dr. Shola Ezekoli. Welcome to the show, Shola. Thank you so so much for agreeing to come on and speak to the show audience. I'm so honoured. Thank you. No, thank you so much for having me. I'm. Um, very glad to meet you. Um, that post that you were so inspired by, it's something I'd been mulling over for a while. And I thought, well, you know, we'll put that out there. So I'm glad I um, that somebody picked up what I was putting down. I, I hope a lot of people did, but um, but certainly, you know, um, if you can make a difference to just to just one person, it's worth it, isn't it? But um, I, I think it was, you know, I, I, I don't know what response you've had to it, but I, I hope it was excellent. And uh, deservedly so. Okie dokie. So um, after that um, unconventional introduction to the show, um, yes. can you can you please tell us uh, in your own words a bit more about yourself? Because obviously uh, I read out your your beautifully um, crafted bio, but you know they are they are beautifully crafted, aren't they? And it's nice to hear things a bit more spontaneously. Tell us a bit more about yourself, what your current work roles are, and what leadership positions you currently hold or have held in the past, please. Okay, how much time do you have? Um, so, <laughs> Plenty. I, um, <laughs> I'm Dr. Shala Ezekoli, like you said, um, 20 years, 20 plus years, a doctor, um, but also many other things. I went to medical school in Nigeria. I went to England. I practiced for a bit. And then I got married and came to the U.S. because that was, you know, sort of when we came together and discussed where to live in the future, my then fiancé, now husband, we decided on the U.S., so I came here, did my training, and um, just sort of went from there. But apart from medicine, I've always wanted to do other things outside of the science, outside of the prescriptions. I've always wanted to inspire people in, and motivate people, encourage people, and support people in a different way outside of the um, clinical treatment only so and that has showed up in my life in different times in different places um when i was a kid i was in the choir i eventually became a choir leader i've had lead these little leadership positions in different organizations churches youth groups etc um always from i would say from the age of 15 i've always had the opportunity to hold a microphone and stand in front of a group of people <laughs> so Doing that alongside studying and being a doctor and everything, mm. I've always I've always led. Even though 
at this point in my life, I don't have any, I would say, bestowed titular leadership position, but I am a leader. Um, clearly, that's one of the reasons why you reached out to me. I always say this, whenever the buck stops with you, you're a leader. Um, and the buck has stopped with me in many different times in many different uh, places. Um, one of the things you said is, what current leadership positions do, do I hold? I am the CEO of my own company, Balance with Dr. Shala, which I started in I started in 2015, incorporated in 2017, grew the company from zero, zero meaning just me, to a team of six now, grew revenue from zero with no funding and everything to I think currently our total generated revenue over the last seven years has been about probably close to half a million. I, I haven't added wow. up last year's figures yet. Yeah. So, I mean, how many people can, you, you can't not call yourself a leader if you've made half a million dollars from your own blood, sweat and tears. Yeah, um, that's true. So I also uh, work as a leader in my role in, uh, I work in a mental health facility a couple of days where Every time I'm there, the book stops with me. I'm the only doctor mm. covering 400 patients. If things yeah. jump off, it's me. Somebody needs something, it's me. So um, I'd just like to drop this little nugget that even if you may, you may not have a titular, if you're listening to this and you don't have a leadership title, believe mm. me, you're a leader every time the book stops with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely, completely agree. Um, you know, I often say that 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 anyone anyone can find themselves in a leadership position. You know, uh, a lot of people don't consider themselves to be, but you know, look at uh, you know parents parents at home leading their children, and and you know, just 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 things like that. Then exactly. I always used to get pa- patients that would um, that would come in, and you you'll have had this as well. And you say, oh, what what do you do for a living? What's your occupation? I'm I'm just a mum. I'm just a housewife, and it's like, oh my goodness, you have one of the most important jobs and hardest jobs. And having been a stay-at-home dad for for a bit, you know, I I I went to work for respite. Believe me, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it, you know, and you are you are you are leading. So uh, yeah, no, I love I love that. Thank you so much. So. You know, in in your in your organisations, in your in your own company, and um, in the, in your medical role, what would you say your personal leadership style or styles are? You know, do you have different styles for the two roles, or do you exhibit multiple styles um, during the course of a day? You know, what's what's Doctor Shola look like as a leader? Um, I would say that my personal leadership style is collaborative, and I know this might sound a little bit. Um, like a braggart, but I think it's the best leadership style. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I see leadership not as me stepping on people to get up there, but giving everybody who I'm supervising or who I've hired an opportunity for their ideas to work. I I look at everyone as an expert in their own job or field that I've either hired them or I'm supervising them to do. So that means I come in with the sense of how do I empower you to do your best job so we can all look good or so we can all go home at the end of the day safe and happy, right? Mm -hmm. Or whatever it is we're trying to do, my job is to empower you to do your best. So 
I am the I am the leader that listens. Yeah. I ask people. The first thing I do, I, I've had one on ones with my my team um, all this week, and the first thing I ask it, ask them is, how are things going for you? Here are the feedback. How can I help you do this thing I've hired to do? Hired you to do the best. So I believe in being very collaborative, not being ego driven, and I think that um, wearing that wanting to wear that boss hat or show people I'm the boss mm. is counterproductive because then people are scared to bring you their ideas mm. because you're going to boss them around or you're going to um, make them feel some type of way or make yeah. them, or make them feel like they're beneath yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Belittling them. Beneath, nobody's beneath mm. me. Mm. Mm. How dare, how dare I, you know? Yeah. As I'm a leader, see other people as beneath me. So I would say my leadership style is collaborative and mm. it has worked. You know, yeah. people say that you shouldn't um, play with people too much so that they respect, because if you play with them too much, they'll respect you. Actually, the opposite is true. If you show the people you're supervising or leading love and care and compassion and softness, when it's mm. time for you to say, Hey, I need this and I need this done now. Ooh, they take you seriously because you, they know you're not like that all the time. So now it's mm. serious. But if you're throwing your weight around all the time in the name yeah. of getting people to respect you, eventually they'll all just run away. Yeah. 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 That's true. Or sort of, you know, become immune to it. You know, it's like the, um, um, you know, the kind of concept of parent parenting when, and, and, and not, not saying no or not raising your voice unless unless it's like your kids run into the road you you need them to be able to hear no in a certain way so if you're saying no and you're kind of shouting no at them all the time in the house they're not going to hear it they're just be, it's like water for ducks back isn't it and so they're going to get run over but if you're kind of calmer and then that happens they'll they'll hear it react respond um i love that yeah thank you thank you so it sounds very um, yeah, very, very servant leadership, very compassionate leadership, very kind of relational leadership. You you have a relationship with all of your, all of your, your staff, your colleagues. Um, and, you know, you, um, you build them up to, you know, you empower them to do their, their job. Um, yeah. Yeah. Love that. Thank you. It's really helpful. Um, so in terms of your your journey to leadership then through you know uh the, the things you did when you were a younger person through youth groups and and choirs and church and then in your medical roles and um then you know what kind of made you kind of found your own company and kind of like mar mark yourself out as a leader yeah can you tell us a bit about that that journey please okay so um this starts from when I was little I was mm. My parents, so I grew up in Nigeria. And in Nigeria, the firstborn is sort of seen as the boss of the little ones. So almost it's like I, I'm the first child and I grew up seeing myself as a boss more so than as the not boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I I guess that I don't I don't like to use the word natural leadership because I I believe that these are skills anyone can build. Mm. Um, but my journey, I'm, I'm 45 years old. So my journey has been long. I'm just going to abbreviate it. So sort of seeing myself as the boss and then 
um, a few times in school, you're picked for the class monitor and things mm. like that. When I was 15 years old, I read a book, uh, a personal development book by Robert Schuller called Tough Times Never Last, But Tough People Do. That book marked my mind and I knew I was going to be more than then. I was already sort of on the path to becoming a doctor. I'm like, no, I know I'm, I know I want to inspire people the way this book is inspiring me, but I was yeah. 15 and I didn't know how to do that. Um, I became a doctor. I went to England and then you have to start all over again. You have to go to classes. You have to do all of that. Pass my exam, got my first doctor job. I got another, I got two epiphanies in the same week about being a, being a life coach. I met a life coach and I was like, oh, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. This <laughs> lady walked on stage, a speaker, her name is Christine Kane. And I was like, oh my goodness. All of a sudden, I felt like I had this weird moment where I was transported and I was holding a microphone and speaking to crowds. Wow. And that was the point where I started to realize that, yes, I'm, I'm going to be out there. I have to develop these types of skills in order to be known as a leader, in order to yeah. learn, in order to be the best leader of other people that I can be. And um, so that this is sort of part of my journey. Then 20, this was 2004. I didn't become a coach until 20, 2015. But by then I had already written books and I was already speaking in different places. And it's in medicine, I realized that all the things I wanted to do, being a life coach, being a speaker, et cetera, et cetera, and all of that couldn't happen in my office. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I tried. I tried to organize, you know, lunch. Okay, you know, let's do something for the patients where we'll just bring in these group of patients and I'll just teach them something about their health over lunch. That didn't, that wasn't taken. <laughs> I mean, I, I worked I worked in corporate medicine, right? Then, yeah. oh, you know, I want to do marketing. I want to do marketing for the company. I want to go out in the community and speak to people and tell them why they should come and see us and, and do health. Uh, well, no, we want you practicing. It's like, well, yeah. It was always this push that you're meant for more than being in one office in front of one patient yeah. um, doing medical treatments only. So I just, you know, I, after I became a coach trying to pull all this together, I founded my own company and I have been able to do that in that context more and more. Uh, so this is sort of this is my journey to leadership. It's been unconventional. It's not been about, you know, um, getting those promotions at work, getting those, um, staying in a job for 20,000 years before somebody, somebody deems you fit to be a leader, you know, yeah. things of that nature yeah. about me stepping out and doing my own thing and doing it my own way. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with climbing the corporate ladder, but I think that my personality would have, it was, it was, it was, good, it was taking too long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit impatient there. <laughs> i want it and i want it now exactly i've got a lot of good to do right a lot of good to do in the world and i just need to get on and do this good and not be held back by a corporate framework right i just yeah so you you ventured out on your own that's i i absolutely adore that that story thank you um just wrote down a few things um while you were talking and uh, so it's it sounds like when you read the the Robert Schuller book, and I love that title, uh, but well, tell me the title again because it's quite long. Tough times never last, but tough people do. <sighs> Brilliant title, isn't it? I need to, I need to look at that. Um, 
you know, you said you were kind of on on your personal development journey then, and you were what, 15, did you say 16, 15, 16? Yeah. 15, and 15 yeah, it's, it sounds like then, you know, to be, uh, I mean, I've only discovered personal development stuff really in the last few years. Uh, so, you know, and I'm 47 now. So to, what, what uh, an amazing find um, and what an impact on, at such a, a great age, actually, because it sounds then like you were predestined to get into some kind of coaching role um, from from then, from that kind of um, um, introduction to that book at such an early age. And then you saw Christine Kane, you said, and was that in the UK when you were in the UK? So, yeah. And um you saw her with a with a microphone, which you were, of course, used to doing because of all your kind of choir work and and all of this, right? But you were you. It sounds like you visualized and, and and manifested yourself being on stage with a microphone, inspiring big audiences of people. So, uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's yeah. amazing. And that you know, just yeah, wow, what a vision! And then, and and that's you know, that's what part of what you're doing now, isn't it? Part of what you're doing is that you're a um a professional speaker and you you know you give inspirational talks and things like that so you uh you made it happen i, I think that's fantastic and like you know I you can made it happen. yeah yeah you did and you you know and you're lead you're leading so many people then aren't you you know you're on the stage people are all eyes are on you you're inspiring them that you know and you you know again we just going back to not having formal leadership role titles you know um it just it just doesn't matter you are you are making more of an impact in what you do um on that side of your career personality if you like because it sounds like you've got a couple of parallel careers really although i'm sure they intersect in 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 certain ways but um you know it just sounds um yeah just yeah i I, i'm just so impressed i just love it um thank you thank thank you um yeah no i i was gonna say was i think it's just much more impactful um the you know the effect that you can have on a room full of people than on just say one patient at a time for example yes um exactly yeah always wanted to be that, that person who um wanted to impact a room full of people yeah there was a point where i lost it for a bit when I say lost it for a bit, I mean, I bought into a theory that, oh, you know, you have to be humble. You have to be behind the scenes. And then one day somebody's gonna um, decide that you're worthy of speaking or whatever. And for a minute there, for a couple of years there, I was shaky, I'm going to say. But mm. you know what? I came back to myself very quickly, dropped yeah. the narrative, left the group that was feeding the narrative. Yeah. Race and um found yeah. my mojo. Yeah. Yeah. And actually I think there's a there's, there's that's quite a good um example that you can you know a- apply to leadership, you know, um if you really feel that you've got great leadership potential don't hide your light under a bushel. You know, don't um let let it be known that you want to be a leader that you feel like you have these leadership skills and that you want to be put forward for that and go on courses and be given leadership responsibilities and, and, and so start taking opportunities um because you know 
certainly in the past, um, maybe not so much now, but certainly in, in the past, and, and I think it maybe still happens, you know, people are just kind of like put into leadership roles without necessarily wanting them. So for, yeah. you know, and then they don't, they don't make good leaders because it's kind of un, un, unwilling, you know, they're, um, you know, but, but to actually um, think that you've got leadership skills and leadership potential. Yeah. Don't be the world's best kept secret. Don't hide it. Let, let it be known. Um, and, and imagine if you had kind of bought into that whole thing and uh, you, know, well, we wouldn't be talking now. I wouldn't be here today. I would yeah. not be here today. Yeah. yeah. So thank thank God for that. Yes. <laughs> for you for you realizing that. Um superb. Okay. So you know, along your along your journey, have there been any people senior to you, uh female or male, that have kind of helped you along the way, inspired you, mentored you, whatever? Oh my goodness, so many people. <laughs> um, that's I'm one of those people who hates the phrase self-made man because mm. i say this show me a self-made man and i'll show you a liar even mm. the even someone who's a millionaire today guess what somebody changed his diapers one day somebody made sure he didn't starve somebody <laughs> sent him That's to school that. so i've had so many people to help me oh my goodness the list is so long i've had coaches people who i've hired i've had people who have mentored me for free I've had, I've had, I've had my husband who is, he's quiet and apparently behind the scenes. Like he's not on social media like that, but he is always like, you want to do something, go for it. Mm. You want to, what is it? Go for it. Think about it and think about how you can implement it. There is no idea that I've ever brought to him that he said was outlandish. That, yeah, I don't think you should do that. He'd be like, Okay, do you have a plan? Um, yeah. What have you, have you, do you know anyone else who's doing it? Have you thought about what um, this is going to look like in two years? Um, are you going to, I mean, there was once I got a casting call to be on a reality show, yeah, in LA. And he's like, we're going to move to LA. And I was like, oh, let's get it first. He's like, okay, see where it goes. I mean, talk about support. Talk about just somebody to bounce ideas off of. And, and I'm talking about my husband, it's not, it's not about my husband, but <laughs> I think he's been my greatest supporter mm. and just that person that makes you feel like your dreams are valid. Even when they don't have those same particular dreams. My husband is a mm. career guy. You know, he's a professor and he's worked at Good County Hospital. He's, you know, lecturer. He's in, so, you see, it's a mm. kind of like different worlds, but Still, he's like, yeah, no, this looks like a good idea. Think about it. He'll ask me the good questions, and then we'll then we'll decide. Okay, well, maybe not now. Maybe let's go for it. Maybe, mm. maybe, yeah. Then sometimes he'll let you think it through and say, well, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. Mm. So yes, I'm that that I think that's the person I'm most grateful for that has been the the biggest support, encouragement, and motivator. Um, I've had coaches, Ekeneonu, Rosetta Thurman, Shadia Adu. There have been so many of them. Currently, my mentors, um, I have two mentors from the SCORE Association who are who are gentlemen, and they have given me a lot of direction, especially this year coming out of the pandemic, um, mm. given me a lot of direction for my business. Um, there's another gentleman, Brent. Brent is, Brent is, Brent is my, Brent is my, I call him big brother Brent. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I mean, he makes jokes. He's like, yeah, you were a little burnt and I was a little undercooked. You know, something like that. It's like, because I call him my big brother. He's white. So I call him and say, yeah, you were burnt. I was undercooked. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's how, that's how, that's what we're going to tell people. We're brother and sister. And he has been so instrumental, so encouraging and so supportive. So I've had so, I, again, I can't point to one person because if I pick out just one person, that would be ignoring so many others yeah. who, who have helped me and whose shoulders I've stood on. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a bit of a ramble, but no, not at all. No, what, no, what I, what I took away from that was that um, your, your husband is a, is a, a tremendous, tremendous support and um, just, just so kind of like quietly sage, you know, and um, you know, very, you know, one of these people that really considers things, you know uh really kind of like you know mulls them over before you know he's the opposite of reactive right he's just very um and uh that's 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 someone you want in your corner isn't it you know uh especially you know with entrepreneurs sometimes we get ideas don't we and we get carried away and it's like right i need to do this now it's like uh let's just put the brakes on (laughs) (laughs) just take a little pause we're a bit excitable you know that's that's what happens (laughs) but it's a creative side isn't it but uh, yeah every everyone needs uh uh someone someone like your husband that's that's fantastic and uh and and and, and big big love and kudos to to brent as well your uh your brother from another mother so that's uh that's so uh, nice nice to hear um and may i just say the the first person that has credited their their husband uh, on the show um for for being uh a great a great support and mentor to them so um that's yeah that's good that's a first i like that well, okay I I was 17 so yeah 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 you know each other really 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 well but um but but you know still that doesn't always it doesn't always follow does it that um so you know you're kind of you're very fortunate like that so but it's a lot of work yeah i'm sure you've worked worked at that so okay so um we're just going to take a, a, a slightly, um, uh, maybe slightly uncomfortable detour, and then we'll come back onto the uh, onto happy road. Um, but um... <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> you're, re- you're ready for it. You know the question's going to be. Um, it's it, you know most most people have experienced some some challenges in in their workplace. Um, you know through the course of their career. Is, is there anything you know, kind of particularly noteworthy that you're comfortable talking about that would you know provide some learning for the listeners on on how they can um, kind of nav- navigate these sorts of situations? So I've had bully bosses. I mean, I guess we all have, right? Mm. Um, and I'm thinking, like, huh? Will they will will they hear about? Anyway, I don't even care if they hear about any of it. I'm sure they know they're bullies because that's that's <laughs> how they operate. <laughs> mm. I've had and I've had to handle that and um, not be shaken. And here's mm. what I found with a lot of women. We get to the, we get bullied and we turn tail and flee or, or worse, we try to out nice the bully. You cannot out nice a bully. <laughs> I mean, I'm so intrigued by this term. <laughs> Explain. I love this. <laughs> Basically, if we are compliant, so as women, right? Think about society. The women are raised to be compliant. 
and nice and say yes and, you know, just be um, compliant for the most part. You know, don't rock the boat. You know, raise your hand to speak. Don't disobey. Obey authority, right? But, you know, that works when it works. Yeah. I was fortunate in that my parents somehow managed not to raise me like that. Mm. Um, you know, I tell my kids, if somebody bullies, you bully them back. Mm. I know that's not very good parenting advice, and I wouldn't probably wouldn't take parenting advice from me, but it's worked. Nobody bullies my kids, ever. Mm. And if there's any sort of bullying going on, we sit, we talk about it, we come up with a strategy. But I digress. So handling bully bosses in a way that you don't where you don't have to out-nice them, a way you have to think that the nicer you are, the less they will bully you. It's not true. Mm. And that, I, I learned that pretty quickly. So I learned to, and this is probably not something women are comfortable talking about. I have learned to walk into a room with a sense of importance and establish dominance in some way or form. You're not going to bully me. And if you try, I will, I will have something to say. I'm, I'm not going to cuss you out or anything, but I am not going to cower before any man or woman. Mm. It's just, so I think we're not comfortable as women saying, you know what? Fire me if you want, but this thing you're trying to do, this is what we're not going to do here. Let me give you an example. Um, In one of my jobs, um, the newly appointed medical director, who was a bully from the beginning, was um, trying to get me to see pediatric patients. And I'm internal medicine certified. And I I said, well, in this circumstance, I'm not really comfortable seeing pediatric patients. Let them see the pediatrician. Yeah. Then he would try to get me to see OBGYN patients. I'm like, you're the OBGYN. Now, if anybody knows knows me and knows him, they will know, but who cares? You're the OBGYN. <laughs> you see the OBGYN patient. I remember one fine day, this man burst into my office, threw the door against the wall, and started yelling. <laughs> I just sat there and looked at him like, I didn't even stand up. I was just like, and then I swiveled my chair around, leaned back, and I said, they're an OBGYN patient. You should be the one seeing them. Other circumstance, another woman doctor have got up and maybe, oh my goodness, I'm sorry, of course, apologize, yeah, right? Yeah. Or try to make it right because somebody's yelling at me. Guess what? Yeah. Yell all you want. I, I, yeah. Yelling doesn't, I guess, doesn't phase me like that. Mm. Again, upbringing and the way you're raised to say, hey, if somebody bullies you, you don't turn and run. You stand up for yourself. So I, mm. I just sat there as cool as a cucumber. And I'm thinking, like, what, what does he think he's going to do? And then I got up and locked my door. After that, every time he wanted to come into my office, he had to knock. (laughs) Burst into somebody's uh, office. But then, again, this is his bully tactic. He was a big, tall guy, and he used to actually come up in your space. I remember Mm. once, one of my MAs actually did that to him. That's how much (laughs) I bully like to push him back, like, hey, what's he going to do? Yeah. 
So for me, it's, you know, maybe standing up to bullies will not get you promoted because unfortunately you may need a promotion from said bully. But the truth is that do you really want to keep on working for such a person? Mm-hmm. Now, I, and I was very happy when it was time to, you know, when I found another opportunity mm-hmm. um, and to move on to somewhere else. But this was my first experience outside of, you know, just working by myself in this clinic. And mm-hmm. this guy was such a bully. Uh, but handling bullies is something that you have to learn how to do. And as a woman, you have to find a way to carry yourself with a sense of importance because it's all in it's, it's Some of it is in the way you carry yourself. You carry yourself with your head down. You're walking around looking on shore. Oh, my goodness. That's like that's like saying kick me. And yeah. another thing I tell my kids, I said, never you walk around in life with a kick me sign on your face. Whatever that means. <laughs> yeah. Hold your head up high. Yeah. And don't think that if somebody's going to bully you, you're going to be so nice to them that the bullying will stop. That's not how it works. No. That's great. <laughs> I love I love your approach. I love it. I love it. Just no just no nonsense, not yeah. Not not going to take any crap. And uh yeah, no, fantastic. No, no. And 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 as I'm a little bit behind uploading my my YouTube um, recordings uh, of the interviews, but I, I'm going to publicize this one um, so much because people have to see your facial expression when when he burst into your room and you're just like just nonchalantly turn your head and kind of like look him up and down and just and I people have people purpose. have to see that. Yeah, I did that on purpose to show that, look, I'm not scared of you. What You know, at the end of the day, what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Just fantastic. Love that. Love, love, love the approach. Um, you Thank know, you. Um, and, and I think, you know, not everyone can do that. There's, you know, you need to be quite brave and quite confident and stuff to do that. But you can work on that. These are things you can work on. You yeah. can work on your confidence. You can work on your courage. Yeah. Mm, yep. yeah. Yeah. Learn behavior. Um, you know, yeah. if you can learn how to dissect a frog, dissect a person, do surgeries, life-saving surgeries, you can learn courage and you can learn bravery. It's not a matter of some people are born with it and some people are not. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I love that. Thank you so much. I I yeah. Um uh, you know, part part of that question is how did you cope with and move past that? And it's like, well, you coped with it beautifully it was like nothing it was water off a duck's back right and there wasn't really anything to move past because it was just a you know these things just seem like you know kind of um minor inconveniences to you and it's just like get back in your box you know <laughs> get out of my room get back in your box <laughs> literally literally um, because when we internalize it what happens so we can internalize these things somebody does yeah. something to us all of a sudden we feel it's our fault it was something we did wrong i was like yeah. no this man should not have burst into my office, should not have been demanding me to see patients that were outside of my scope of yeah. practice and yeah. shouldn't have been yelling at me at all. So, yeah. well, you know what? I'm in the right in this case and you can yeah. take yourself and go and I'm yeah. not moving yeah. from this chair. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, take the moral high ground. Don't, and 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 yeah, not, not trying to appease these people. You're right, you're trying to appease them and essentially they just see it as a weakness and they see it as an invitation to just carry on being how they are. Precisely. So, yeah. 
I love that. Don't act nice to bully. Yeah. That's I'd love that. And don't walk around with a, a kick me sign on your face either. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to tell my daughters that this is, the, this is parenting according to Dr. Scholler. And I'm going to, there you go. So, so using some, <laughs> some of it. <laughs> um, That is, that is fantastic. So in addition to that, uh, wonderful advice um around kind of dealing with these um you know at best challenges you know well at best inconveniences at worst challenges um how do you have any other advice for the listeners on on how to become strong kind leaders because i i think you know having heard about your style you know you're very compassionate and, and servant leadership um oriented and very relational in your leadership style um it seems um and you know certainly you display uh, strength um i i would say so how how you know how can people kind of you know become become stronger and kinder in their leadership style i think that it starts with i know this may sound cliche but it starts with leading yourself mm. and leading yourself starts with self awareness knowing who you are um warts and all mm. your you who you are your character flaws what makes you what makes you good not ma- what makes you not so great everybody has flaws and i think mm. that the narrative in the world is to want to hide our flaws even from ourselves mm. i mean mm. hide them from the world but know who you are for starters mm. and develop yourself along the lines of your quote-unquote best self I know I'm not the person that's going to walk into a room of, you know, people, maybe staff or team and start throwing my weight around. I want you to do this my way, my way or the highway. Da, 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 da. Mm. I'm like, I, why? I hired you because I don't have a way. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and I really think that the narratives around collaborative leadership should be shared more. I had an employee for, uh, I would call, I call her my house manager, and she was with me for 14 years. Mm. You don't keep an employee for 14 years if you're not a good leader. Yes, Especially yeah. when that employee can get other opportunities. And it's not like, oh, you're, the, you're paying them the highest wage or you have the best hours. But I think that there is a lot to be said for seeing everyone in the light of their own leadership, the people around you, the same way we talk about self-leaders and um, leading self, and um, you know these people around you that are your team or your direct reports or whatever, they are leaders too. Mm-hmm. So give them the opportunity to do their best work in a collaborative environment. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I want to say is as leaders, we need to be purposeful about creating psychological safe spaces. I mean, I think I learned this most from parenting. I have two teenagers. I want them to come to me. So I can't let everything they tell me go, (gasps) then that's not a safe space psychologically Mm. for them as Mm. children. And sometimes we do this in our workplace where our, our team or the people we've uh, supervised uh, don't have a psychological safe space. We have to be, um, we have to be a safe space as leaders, yeah. or else people yeah. will not do their best. They yeah. will run away, 
and they will be scared to admit mistakes, mistakes that they and us could all learn from. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that learning to do that, learning to create psychological safe spaces for your, for, for other people, mm. uh, make any leader better. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of something I've read in the past about, uh, about Google and the, the, the kind of Google Institute and, uh, you know, kind of the reason they're so successful is because they, um, they managed to nurture creativity and innovation because there's, there has to be trust within their teams. If there is no trust, it's not going to work. Um, so you have to be able to know that and they always they say within this within their institute you know there's no such thing as a stupid idea that you know because any idea could could lead to something amazing so you have you have you have to be able to feel safe enough to come out with anything no matter how stupid you think it sounds because it might be the next big thing and that is how you know google is is successful because it kind of fosters this psychological safety and and trust concept so um i just i i i, <laughs> I can't move on until i've kind of made, made a reference to the um the the my way or the highway thing right which i love that i love that phrase anyway yeah it's 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 but it's just like as you say you have a group of experts in your team and they all you hired them because they can do something you can't do or you don't want to do you know like social media yep. marketing or something like that or whatever it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> am i speaking about myself here um <laughs> but um yeah i just love that um you know coming in you don't you don't know anything about social media marketing let's say and you start telling the social media marketer marketer in your team how to do their job and it's your way or the highway and your and your your reaction is I hired you social media marketer because I don't have a way. Yes. <laughs> there's no, there's no, there's no my way or highway. There's just no way. I don't have a way. It's just, Mm-mm. you know, it's your, it, it's your way. You know, you your need to, now. yeah, you need to do it. You need to lead it. So that's great. Yep. And that gives me, that brings me to a little story. Um, my the person that does my social media, um, she also does my graphics. So once I did like a, this little graphic and, and then I, 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 when I, I didn't know she was that good at graphics. Then she sent me a text. She said, no, this is not good doctor. <laughs> I done this graphic. She said, no, this is not good doctor. I was like, then I was like, okay, can you do something better? And she, she came up with this graph. I'm like, well, now you've got graphics. Good. Cause I mean, I can do <laughs> some things, but not, and yeah. it was so beautiful. So expert. I was like, yeah. What if I hadn't created that space where she could actually say to me via yeah. text, "No, this is not good." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, just imagine that was that was by text as well. I mean, you know, just imagine the yeah. the people who could infer all sorts of tone from from that, you know, kind of toneless text, right? Uh, thinking, oh exactly. God, well, how 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 dare they? How rude! Da, 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 da. It's like, you know what? I love it. You know, just, just say, love just it. say how it is. All right. Just say how it exactly. is. <laughs> he said, this is not good. I was like, okay, it's not good. Show me something better. And she did. I was like, oh. <laughs> At least she said not good. And rather than this is bad. 
There you go. <laughs> semi semi positive. <laughs> Not good doctor. Awesome. Awesome. I love that. I just and it's always like a little sting in the tail there, like using your title. Doctor. You know, it's not good. Yeah, it's not good <laughs> great. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that. So um we're we're sort of coming coming towards the end now. I'm gonna uh, ask ask you for some um kind of pithy um points as take home leadership messages for the for the listeners, if that's okay, please. Um, okay, so you know, I've said I've said some things um, before, but there was just there was this one important thing that I do want to leave with our listeners: is never be afraid of conflict. Mm. A lot of people act the way they act because they're afraid of conflict. Mm. Um, conflict is not something bad. Conflict just means two things don't agree or not aligned yeah. yet, and they can come into alignment somehow. Mm. Never be afraid of conflict. Conflict avoidance is bad. Conflict mm. re- conflict resolution is good. Mm. You know, um, don't have any sort of my way or the highway type of thinking. Mm. Give people a platform for their ideas to work. Yeah. And if you're a woman and a leader, remember this: you are logical and you are emotional, and and everybody is. Back to the initial. Um, Thing that we talked about yeah. that what brought your brilliant post um mm. because there are women leaders who bump up against this you know they'll be having a, a maybe a little bit of conflict with a gentleman and gentleman well you're getting emotional while screaming mm. at the top of his voice and his yeah. face is red you're getting emotional really <laughs> you know sir that anger is an emotion so do not buy <laughs> into that logic <laughs> Love it. Right? I just see I see veins pulsating and throbbing on, on the side of someone's forehead. <laughs> You're getting so emotional. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, sir, what about you? Yeah. And you know, the narrative that they've convinced people that anger is not an emotion, it actually is. It's a very mm. strong one. Yes, you will use emotion. Yes, you will use logic, but you know, that's the way you are as a human being. You, th- you use your head and your heart and simultaneously to get the best results. Don't be afraid of either emotion or logic. Um, and as a leader, you have to lean into both. Yeah, that's brilliant. Thank you. I really, really like that. Really, uh, really appreciate that. Um, that's good. Really good stuff. Okay. No, my pleasure. Um, so what are you, what are you working on at the moment um, that you're really excited about and you'd like to share with the listeners? Okay. So um, I have lots of programs in my coaching. <laughs> you can check my website, shalazakoli.com, coaching, speaking, books, etc. But I recently created an executive coaching program for a VIP client of mine. I'm really excited. To, it's sort of uh, implementation coaching where mm. we will sit down and we try to put actual strategy in place. Okay, from this time to this time, this is this is the best use of this time. Um, organization, time management, implementation, mm. lots and lots of, so very heavy on the strategy. Yes, mm. there, there's mindset, of course, with coaching is a lot of mindset, but mm. I'm very heavy on the strategy. And it's uh, probably a good, a good fit for people who find themselves in s- sort of suddenly promoted to new leadership positions. Mm. And I kind of mm. like, uh deer in the headlights what do i do um so that you don't lean into that sort of ego driven my way or the highway i have something to prove learn to implement the best way 
to lead your your team, your group, delegation, outsourcing, and all that. So I'm mm. I'm excited about it. I'm I'm excited to see how it goes, and yeah, you know, people can contact me through my website if there's if there's an interest. Mm, mm. No, it's it sounds uh, very very necessary, um, but um, yeah, very um, just really really helpful. I think um, you know uh, for new new executives. Um, yeah, it is a bit overwhelming, isn't it? You've got you you've got to juggle everything and learn everything, and it's yeah. Exactly. So um, everyone is looking to you all of yeah. a sudden. Yeah, and the temptation to prove something is very very yeah. high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like a great product, and when you've trialed it, um, then hopefully you can roll it out to uh, to so many more executives. So please, any any executives listening, reach out to Dr. Scholler for um, for some coaching with this wonderful um, program that she's created. Um, and if if any of the listeners would like to reach out to you, and I hope they do, not just executives but anyone, um, what's the best way for them to do so? My website, shalaizokoli.com. That's one of my websites. My second one is for doctors specifically, physicianhealyourself.life. Couldn't get get the .com. (laughs) Yeah. Physicianhealyourself.life, shalaizokoli.com. Those are, and then, you know, you can contact me. I have everything on learn about me contact me i'm all i'm all i'm on all the social media so i'm on instagram twitter facebook tiktok tumblr yeah. <laughs> yeah. podcast yeah youtube well actually yeah if you if you uh, send me all those links afterwards then uh, i will put them all in the show notes okay. um and i love that physician heal yourself dot life i think actually that has a certain beautiful ring to it yes, better, it's very you know, better than yeah it's heal yourself so that you so your life can be better and it's much better than dot com really like yes. that yeah yes. i don't think, don't think i've ever seen mm, yeah i don't think i've ever seen a dot life um web address so I I look know forward to I. <laughs> that's excellent thank good you. thank you go daddy, <laughs> <laughs> go, daddy. <laughs> yeah other 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 um other web address domain sellers are available (laughs) i know right (laughs) um fantastic okay well um all that all that remains is to uh to see if you have any closing words that you'd like to share with the listeners please well um whether you're a leader or not executive or not you have this one life Live your authentic life and enjoy the life, the life and the career that you worked so hard to build. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's very inspiring. Thank you. For sure. Yeah. No, no, you are. Yeah. You're right. You're so right. Life is life. Life can be, can be short. So uh, yeah, just, just, just go for it. Thank you so much. Like that. Well, thank you. Thank you again so much for coming on the show, sharing all your wisdom and wonderful advice with us, Dr. Shola. Um, thank you for and having me. My absolute pleasure. And um, and, and thank you um, to the audience for listening. Um, 
Before I go, I just want to share a, a very brief word about a new online course I've co-written on how to become more assertive, maintain boundaries and say no. That's recently gone on sale for uh, 66 US dollars. So it was 55 English pounds, British pounds. And I'll put the link um, to this at the bottom of the show notes. So please check there or send me an email if you're interested. Thank you very much. So until the next episode in two weeks, all that remains is to wish you all health, happiness and inspiring leadership. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me and my guest on the Inspiring Women Leaders podcast today. I really hope you enjoyed listening to the episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. If you did, please download the show and leave it a rating and a review so that together we can share the amazing lessons we've learned from my guests with listeners far and wide and help as many aspiring leaders as possible. Most of my podcasts will also be uploaded to my YouTube channel, Dr. Adam, Physician Coach, So please check out my channel there and hopefully you'll find some videos on similar topics to watch and enjoy. Finally, I have some exciting new group coaching programs and a membership scheme in the pipeline. So please keep a regular eye on my website, www.dradamharrison.com. That's www.dradamharrison.com for updates. Thank you again for your time today. And please join me next time, two weeks from now, on Alternate Wednesdays, for another brilliant episode of Inspiring Women Leaders.